If this is as good as it gets, you did a great job. This is 300% improvement. Really? That's awesome. That's great to hear. That was Murray Boshin talking to his doctor minutes after a procedure that eased the uncontrollable shaking in his hands that had plagued him for 30 years. Before the daily living was really bad, I mean, I shook, I dropped things, I couldn't do things myself, my wife had to help. Murray has essential tremor, a nervous system disorder that causes shaky extremities, most often in the hands. And as Murray pointed out, it makes everyday tasks like tying shoes or holding a glass very difficult. Some even have to stop working altogether. From the kitchen to the family room, it was how much I could spill on the way over. Like Murray, people living with this type of tremor have done so for years, if not decades. Most patients don't require treatment or can manage the condition with lifestyle changes and medication. But when those don't help, there are a few other options, including the one that has Murray feeling like his old self again. Hello, and welcome to 20-Minute Health Talk. I'm Sandra Lindsay. Today on the show, we explore what everyone needs to know about essential tremor and the latest treatments. While surgery has been available since the 1950s, a new incisionless procedure called high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU, is improving quality of life for people like Murray without the need for surgery. And the effects are immediate. Recently, my colleague Rob Hoyle sat down with Murray's surgeon, Dr. Albert Finoy, Director of Functional Neurosurgery and the Deep Brain Stimulation Program at North Shore University Hospital to learn more. Thanks, Sandra. In the United States, there are approximately 10 million Americans living with a central tremor, which Dr. Fenoy said makes it the most common movement disorder. It's a degenerative disease that's progressive. We usually call it benign essential tremor because it's not a malady that will lead to your death. It's something that you just have, and once you have it, it's progressive over time. And because it's progressive, it's really about quality of life. The biggest factor for patients with essential tremor is the progressive loss of their quality of life. So, um, yeah, simple facts of eating, drinking, cutting their meat, putting on makeup, very big topic, you know, drinking uh, water, coffee, People who are handsmen and craftsmen and they want to use the hand tools, sure. that's a, you know, it gets, it interferes with their ability just to do fine uh, things with their hands. So there's no other symptom that's really debilitating them. And you know, it comes to an issue about how long can a patient handle having their tremor interfere with their life. Right. Because you said it's progressive, which means it's going to get worse over time. Absolutely. It's not going to get better that's right. or stay the same. That's right. Why do we call it essential? Because we don't know exactly, there's nothing that's, we think in, in medicine, we call things essential because there's no cause. There's no tumor, there's no abnorm abnormality structurally in the brain that is causing the tremor. While the cause is unknown, Dr. Fenoy says the biggest risk factor is genetics. 
Uh, 80% of essential tremor is familial, meaning that there's a large hereditary component of it as opposed to being sporadic, whereas that's the kind of the opposite for Parkinson's disease. This is a common point of confusion. Many people think of essential tremor as being related to Parkinson's, but there's an easy way to tell the difference. Essential tremor is really a tremor that's at intention, not at rest. So they may notice as they're trying to um, use their hands to do some type of manipulation, say holding a cup or trying to eat or write with a pen or use a utensil, that's when it becomes manifest. Unlike Parkinson's disease where tremor is simply at rest. That really classifies the type of disease. There's also a test for Parkinson's disease that can help. One of the things that a provider could do is order a DAT scan. That's a dopamine transporter PET scan, positron emission tomography scan. Basically, it's radionucleotide looking at the, mean, the dopamine transporter. Dopamine is important in Parkinson's disease, but not in essential tremor. So if there's an abnormal level of that transporter in the scan, then that would signify more Parkinson's disease than essential tremor. But it's not 100% either. Beyond genetics, Dr. Fenoy said there are a few other warning signs to look for. Typically, patients with essential tremor have their tremor gets a little worse when they're stressed or anxious. Typically, um, when they, if you may ask them, do you drink alcohol? And may patients who drink alcohol socially may notice that, okay, after a glass of wine or a beer at night, their tremor actually gets better. And that's because it's just responding to it, uh, depressing this, this nervous system. We would obviously want to get an imaging of the brain if this is the first time we're seeing this to make sure that there is no structural abnormality that's there. If a patient has a stroke or a, say, had a, a, some type of hemorrhage, that could cause a different type of tremor that would be related to that. And if it's, there isn't, as we would expect, then we would make that diagnosis. Unfortunately, many people don't seek medical care for essential tremor due to a lack of awareness, embarrassment, or stigma. Essential tremor is one of those really undiagnosed situations because it, 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 usually it, it afflicts patients when they're older. A patient may develop a tremor very subtly over time, and that becomes more manifest as they age. But they may think nothing of it, say, it's, hey, it's, this is old age, or maybe it's due to nerves or anxiety. And so they're not going to seek medical attention. They're not going to have a proper diagnosis. Unfortunately, patients with tremor that is progressive, they seek less of social situations and try to be more reclusive so that they cannot be seen with their tremor that's a source of an embarrassment. That's a one type of lifestyle change. Another one, which is a little bit more progressive, would be weighted objects. So say if they're using a fork, a weighted fork or spoon, or specifically patients complain of, you know, having a spoon with cereal or a spoon with their peas, uh, very difficult to control, but the weighted objects that patients have a little bit better use of, um, there are also some bracelets that are actually supplied by a, a, a prescribed by a neurologist that have the ability to dampen that tremor, uh, pretty decently in the initial phases. Dr. Fenoy says it's important to see a doctor because, as he mentioned before, the condition worsens over time and can cause severe problems for some and for patients who aren't sure where to start. Your family practitioner should be able to diagnose you with this, your general practitioner, but a neurologist obviously would be better equipped to this. So go see a neurologist. Now, once you could see a neurologist, they would differentiate intention tremor versus arresting tremor, they would probably start you on some medication. Typical medications would be propanolol, which is a beta blocker. It's actually a heart rate reducing medication used for people with blood pressure. That's a typical one that's been very common to use. Another one is called primidone. It's an anti-seizure medicine. One or both of those would be used initially. They have a tendency, they're not directly targeted at essential tremor, but because of the way they suppress activity in your nervous system, they have the ability to attenuate the amplitude, which means the degree of movement of your tremor, they can suppress it. 
can be highly effective in a patient with a very small tremor. That is typically an initial thing that patients can get by for years. But he points out that medication is not for everybody. These medications are, uh, they suppress activity, but they can make you drowsy. They can make you nauseous. Patients don't like it or it's not working. So once that occurs, we look for treatments that are targeted actually at the problem that we have or we're identifying, which is this pathway that's apparently working. Surgery offers that more targeted approach that Dr. Fenoy just mentioned. While the medications used to treat essential tremor were initially designed for other conditions, procedures like deep brain stimulation and lesion therapy have been around for decades and are designed to stop or control the area of the brain causing the tremors. Deep brain stimulation, very common procedure. It's FDA approved for the last 30 years. Uh, where we put an electrode into this location. And through high-frequency stimulation, we can entrain the cells to fire at a normalized firing pattern. This can immediately take away the tremor. As your, as your disease progresses, we have the ability to continue to control your tremor. Like deep brain stimulation, lesion therapy targets brain tissue that is causing tremors. While lesion on the brain is typically caused by injury or disease, surgeons have been able to turn it into a treatment for conditions like essential tremor. In this approach, they create a lesion in the affected area of the brain to disrupt the electrical signals between the brain and the body that cause the tremors. This previously had been a surgical situation where we, we make an incision, cut a hole, and put a probe into this target and cause a lesion. And the node that is, is involved within this pathway is in the thalamus. The thalamus, located in the middle of the brain, relays nerve signals between the body and the brain. So to intercept that information flow we will create a lesion or create stimulation to stop that. And that automatically changes the tremor causes and tremor improvement. The approach to lesion therapy has evolved and the same effect can be achieved without surgery. There are two approaches. One uses radiation to slowly create the same lesion in the same spot of the brain and the benefits develop over several months. This is called gamma knife therapy. Then there's HIFU. High-intensity focus ultrasound, or HIFU, has been FDA-approved since 2016. This is a new way of creating a lesion, with making that roadblock of information transfer that improves tremor. What's interesting about this is that a patient can be outpatient and on one day can have an hour-and-a-half procedure and go home without tremor. HIFU occurs completely in an MRI scanner and uses sound waves to target the tremor-causing tissue in the brain without harming the surrounding tissue. No anesthesia necessary. The process starts with a quick head CT to determine if a patient is a good candidate for the innovative procedure. Essentially, we want to focus ultrasound beams through your skull without creating an incision. But we need to look at the actually the skull density ratio, the, di rate, the difference between the inner and outer tables of your skull, so that if we can focus those ultrasound beams well enough to create that lesion. If that skull density is too low then actually we can't focus those ultrasound beams well enough and we are not going to be able to create that lesion, which is kind of a, a disappointing. But we need to know that ahead of time, right? So more than 95% of patients are candidates, but this is, one of our, this is one of the only screening tests that we have. Our team followed Murray on the day of his HIFU procedure, the second ever done on Long Island. All right, have a seat in our lovely little chair here. The chair. Put your hands out for me. It's a little bit worse on the right. Now put your hands out like this. All right, we just want to make sure, obviously, we're being here since so we're going to be treating the opposite side of your brain for the right side. So um, that's what we need to do. You're just going to sign the Among the steps to get ready for HIFU, patients have to shave their head. 
While not an issue for Murray, it can be a barrier for some. As you might ex- uh, expect, this has been very much more common in females than males. And so, yes, so males have no problem with shaving their head. Women, uh, we've uh, this is our this is a constant struggle that we do see, but some women are getting around it. And the immediate benefit of Haifu is what's helping women get around it. Those who get the procedure say the process is a minor inconvenience on their way to feeling freedom, finally from the uncontrollable shaking in their hands. So why is shaving your head necessary for this procedure? That's going to affect how we can focus those ultrasound beams. So we want to make it very uniform. Once we shave a patient's head right down to using a razor, we then put a stereotactic frame on a patient. And this is uh, so that we can visualize your brain in three-dimensional space with the MRI and pick a coordinate out to place that target. That frame is only on for the procedure. This frame looks like a vice and acts as a foundation for a visor-like head covering. There we go. Pulling it down. As low as it goes. Right over, so on top top of the frame. So let go. Once that frame is on, we then put a membrane over the scalp, which we will circulate water around to cool the scalp as we're performing this procedure. We will then walk you over to the patient, over to the MRI scanner. We will then um, lay them down, connect the the frame, and then we'll get some short sequences uh, to visualize the target, which we kind of need to do just at that moment. And that process involves multiple tests during the actual procedure, which Dr. Fenoy explained midway through Murray's session. We want to make sure that we're actually creating, focusing those ultrasound beams correctly into the tar- area that we target. So we check it three different ways at least, make sure the three different orientations that we're actually getting it into this area correctly. If we have to make changes, and how we're actually focusing those beams, we do. And then once we have that, then we actually perform a test sonication so we can kind of kind of treat the area but not create a permanent lesion, just to treat to see if we're actually providing efficacy without a side effect. And so we do that, we're gonna test it. We're gonna test it multiple times. And when, if that's all good and set, we don't have to make any further adjustments, then we'll create the actual permanent lesion. Not only are the effects immediate, patients avoid the risks involved in complex brain surgery, as well as radiation from the gamma knife approach mentioned earlier. This is FDA approved for only unilateral treatment, meaning that we can only create an effect on one side of the brain to affect one side, one arm only. Nine months after the first side, we can do the second side. So we can see that we're trying, we are increasing temperature within the brain. This is kind of, if we get this temperature to rise above 50 or so, then we will start seeing an improvement. And he says he has an improvement already, but we're not quite where we want it to go, so we need to get there. The reason why we're doing this in the MRI scanner is so we can see real time that we're actually affecting the area that we want to target. In 2023, Dr. Fenoy and team began using HIFU, the first and only to do so on Long Island, and Murray was their second patient. Murray was a great guy, had really bad essential tremors, suffering it for years, um, both hands, constant, very difficult to eat, drink, write, spilling on himself all the time, wonderful support family. Um, so he underwent this back in maybe early May uh, and, uh, you know, had a great outcome. And that family support includes his wife, Beth, who first learned about HIFU and encouraged her husband to seek treatment. Prior to HIFU, Murray was unable to complete a simple test that required him to draw a spiral and a straight line. Following the HIFU session, he was able to easily draw both. All right, and then both between the lines. One, two, 100% success. Better than I did it before. Let's look, let's look more smooth, that's for sure. 
While he'll have to wait nine months to attain the same benefit on his left side, the difference on his right, he said, is night and day. He can, you know, hold hands with his wife. He can eat without spilling on himself. You know, he says that his laundry bills have gone down. This is like really a huge improvement in his quality of life. Put your hands back out again. Celebrating their 56th wedding anniversary this year, Murray and his wife are looking forward to a lot more hand-holding and both consider Haifu a miracle. I would say in terms of efficacy, I would say greater than 90% improvement of his tremor on that one side. Uh, and that's typical for most patients. They, we would have an initial improvement of a great over 90% improvement of their tremor. And that is sustained for years. Now, um, there is... Not been an amazing amount of studies, but we do know that the efficacy is sustained over time. The amount of tremor improvement will go, will reduce over time. That's a, a function of many things, function of you know, how great of a lesion the patient had and how the, the progression of their disease. At three years post-lesion, post-treatment, there is about at least a 75% efficacy rate. So still 75% better than as they were started, not as great as 90%, but still perfect. So after three years, you could go back and get another procedure. Definitely could go back and get another procedure. Patients undergoing high foo may experience some balance issues, but Dr. Fenoy says it's only temporary. We're creating a lesion. There's some swelling that occurs around this lesion for a couple of days to weeks, and that can affect a little bit of an imbalance. So actually, we provide patients with a walker, actually. Typically, it's gone in the next few weeks. In addition to his role at North Shore University Hospital, Dr. Fenoy also conducts research in essential tremor through Northwell's Feinstein Institutes for Medical Research. And so actually, I have an NIH uh, grant. I'm the principal investigator on a, uh, an R01, which is a special type of grant from the NIH, investigating tremor and how different areas in the brain communicate with each other post-treatment. So when we do these procedures on these types of patients, we want to see what is actually happening in the brain because maybe we can make these treatments better. Do you think you're going to get to a point where it's going to open up doorways for treating other abnormalities. Absolutely. So the only way we're going to progress in science is to and medicine is to buy is to investigate what we have and see how we can use the same things we're using here for other diseases. So say for example, deep brain stimulation which has been around much longer than focus ultrasound. This is where we are intervening, just like lesion or lesions, say, let's either one, surgery. We're creating lesions in different pathways. These white matter tracts are abnormal. Well, initially they were used just for essential tremor or Parkinson's, these very common disorders, but we have branched out and now we're tackling psychiatric disorders such as treatment-resistant depression or obsessive compulsive disorder. We're looking at Alzheimer's disease and these are we are treating these through surgery not in, uh, down the road, we possibly can be helping these patients through focused ultrasound, creating a lesion without doing surgery. But it's only through really studying these patients and the pathways and how things are changing will we ever really get to know. On behalf of Rob, I want to thank Dr. Albert Fenoy for joining us on this episode all about essential tremor and this new innovative procedure that is changing lives for patients like Mari. Until next time, I'm Sandra Lindsay, and this has been another episode of 20 Minute Health Talk. Get more expert insight from some of the leading voices in healthcare today. Subscribe to 20 Minute Health Talk on Podbean, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcasts.